family how is everybody doing today i hope you all had a lovely day it's been an absolutely phenomenal day until about an hour and a half ago when i noticed that for some reason we got a democrat governor again 
Everybody else that was voted in was Republican, but we got a Democrat governor. How does that work? I don't know, but we'll have a discussion about it here in a moment. This is Kilted Christian, episode 480, and I have titled this one, What Was Jesus Like as a Child? We're going to have a good little fun conversation because there's not much in Scripture about it. Trust me, I look everywhere, but it's still a fun conversation, and I look forward to having this conversation. Guys, I hope you all had a beautiful day. Kilted Christian, episode 480. Let's get to it. We are many nations around the world, comprised of many cultures, but we stand together in a battle between good and evil. We're the seekers of wisdom, the bringers of truth, the hands of heaven, and the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. It's wonderful to see all of you here. And for those that I did not get a chance to say hello to in the opening, I am so thankful you were here. God bless you. I hope you had an absolutely beautiful day here uh, in Kentucky tomorrow. It's going to be 78. 78, man. It's been nice and chilly, and now it's going to get all hot again. Ugh, not looking forward to it, but it'll be cold again the next day. So, Ed, enjoy this weather while we got it. <laughs> um, I'll tell you, uh, Livin, how are you doing first off? I know I'm, I'm so frustrated right now. I'm, like, trying to get right to the show, but i got to bring in the co-host. Livin, how are you doing? <laughs> the co-host. I'm doing pretty good. It was a beautiful day today, so it's nice, and it's going to be really nice tomorrow so we can uh, take care of some uh, get our chickens ready. So oh yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be kind of fun. Yeah, we got got all the stuff we need. Got yeah. the feeders, the waters, and everything today. And uh, yes, um, went over there and talked to the neighbors who are going to be giving us some chickens. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we just have to figure out what to name them. So that'll be fun. Oh, we'll f- we'll come up with some really good I names. Think I, for I, I, I do like Nathan's um, Hannibal Hannibal Pecker. <laughs> Hannibal the cannibal. <laughs> but is it a? Ma- it has to be a male. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, we don't have a rooster. Nah, they don't care. <laughs> right? Yeah, they don't care. I think we should do some patriotic names for them. Yeah, we'll, we'll come up with some, we'll, we'll come up, up with some great names. names um, stuff will let you know. Yeah, exactly. We we'll come up with some Dolly Dolly Carton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll come up with some fun names for these yeah. ones. No, no roosters. Um, because the rooster across the street's a little tiny rooster. Kind of a jerk. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. what you were saying. Yeah. I haven't seen the, the rooster across the street. <laughs> the Dixie Chicks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Ha, 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 Mary. <laughs> that's a pretty good one. All right. Well, we needed to laugh for yeah. a moment yeah, because exactly. um, you're not going to be laughing in a second. Um, Matt and Hev, I'm right here with you with my sad face. What? So we uh, had an election. Obviously, you guys know. We talked about it. So today, somehow, and, and Matt and Hebb brought up a great point. How does the governor get less votes than some of the senator or the some of the uh, um, speaker or excuse me, a secretary of state AG? So our state's like red. Yes. Until it comes to the governor, it's how is that possible? I don't. Well, I'll tell you partly how that's possible because they sh- shut off. Yeah. Machines. So so it wasn't just one. It, this was in I believe Louisville. It wasn't just one um, poll that shut down because of a quote, gas leak. It was mm-hmm. two. So in my head, okay, first off, how did two separate places have gas leaks at the same time? Yeah, exactly. They made a mistake. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't seem right. So I, I, this is in my head, this is what I imagine. They were like, they both said, oh, we have a gas leak, we got to shut down. And, and one of them was like, no, 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 you were supposed to be the water main break. We were the gas leak. So I don't know. To me, we, we know. I joke, but yes. we know what happened. And this is disgusting. And uh, once again, I'm going to say it. 
you're not going to fix the broken system with the broken system. It's never going to happen. And, you know, for those people there that are like, well, just wait until the 2024 election. No. And I'm starting to think that part of this is to detour the Republican voters. Because just being point, the only way at this point that Biden's going to pull this one off um, yeah. in 2024 is because Republicans are like, what's well, the point of going out and voting? It's just going to get um, rigged anyways. And and I think that's what we're looking at. And, you know, I'm starting to stay in a good mood. I was I was pretty frustrated earlier because once again, I started seeing actually living did started seeing people call the governor race um, like an hour after the polls closed. Um, Benny Johnson or whatever his name is, Benny something. Yeah. Um, and a bunch of other people said, oh, it looks like uh, or it, they said that um, Bashir won. And yes. I'm like, well, wait a minute. There's according Still to what I'm looking at, it's only 37 percent of the votes have been counted. Yeah, I took some screenshots of that, and there they were still people were still voting. Yeah, even even same thing our, that happened in Arizona though. Even our county, um, here yeah. in uh, Flemingsburg County, um, it was pink. Yeah, you know, so pink would be like moderate. It was like basically a close call, and I'm just, I, I just, I don't understand it. Yeah. Well, um. Once again, we know it's cheating, mm -hmm. and what they're trying to do. Is you know the most important thing obviously in the state would be the governor's basically like the president of our state, and uh, so that's what they're going to focus on. So once again, you go and you look through all the different votes and the way that they went, and it was like red, 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 red. Governor blue. Yeah, I mean, there isn't there a way we can question that? Oh, we do, and we question the twenty twenty election and, <laughs> yeah, and, and many are. other ones. Here we are. Uh, here we three are. Three years 20, later, we're yeah. still questioning it. Twenty twenty three, and here we are, still questioning it. But oh, uh, <laughs> right. on with the show. Exactly. Um, so we'll go into a little bit of news tonight, and then once again, our topic tonight is kind of separated into two pieces. Um, Jeff's still going to come on with us this week, but he just had a really rough day again today, and I, I'd imagine. Um, you know, we talked to to Punky, so prayers. Um, I think Punky's getting over that funk yeah. finally. Yes. Um, you know, but she said what I've been saying is more than likely the chemtrails. So I, I said, hey, you know what worked for me, Mullen. So hopefully they they're gonna order their Mullen, and hopefully that um helps them all heal. Um, Conley had his show first show in a while tonight, so that was awesome. I haven't gotten to hear it yet. Um, because we had a guest over, and uh, Moonwolf, my neighbor that lives basically lives with us um <laughs> yes. is going to a wedding his sister's getting married so they're going yes. to be driving out his uncle came in from the east coast and drove in here so they're going to drive over together and uh i had the best conversation wonderful conversation i'll tell you talk about a, a brain stimulation Woo. um talking to his uncle I that was I, I was I like we oh. should have him on with us. Yeah, we, we're going to have to him on with him us. and I mean, Nathan together would be awesome. Oh, absolutely! Because it was just a, a phenomenal conversation, just about everything. I would tell mm -hmm. you what it was about, but it was about everything. And uh, he knows history so well. He's got the conspiracy mind like us, and he yes. was just excited. He's like, "Well, most people when I start talking, they're like, well, uh, I've got to go.' And I'm like, <laughs> I know I just said I have to go do a show, but yeah. I really wish I didn't at this point.' So. We'll hopefully get to see him same. again. But or, it's or, funny, though, when Nathan said that you were a kilted Christian, he saw, you're a kilted Christian? <laughs> <laughs> that was the best part. <laughs> yeah, because he, he, was, he was cautious about what he was talking yeah, about. And I'm very, like, oh, no, no. <laughs> you can talk about anything here. Said, you're the, the very, podcaster. <laughs> yeah, and like at the very <laughs> least, that. if we disagree, it's still going to be a fun conversation. Yeah. And I don't hold, you know, I'm not one to get in an argument about anything. I just yeah. love having open conversations. So awesome. it was very nice meeting him. Exactly. It was awesome to meet you if you're listening. Phenomenal great conversation look forward to getting back into that again 
So like I said, tonight, the two parts that we're going to be breaking up, I want to get into our topic. First, we're going to go into, did Mary know what was to come? And I always find that to be fascinating. That was one of the really interesting aspects is that Mary knew um, what she had. You know, she knew what her son was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we're going to kind of segue over into the life of Jesus Christ. Jesus is a kid, which there's not much information about it. Um, we'll talk about what is in Scripture, um, actually once, and then what's like 12 years old, um, you know, and then a little bit more, and then we'll have a discussion about, you know, you know, is there writings or literature or something written out there that's not in Scripture that talks about Jesus' life? Because I'd imagine, you know, just imagine yourself um, hanging out with Jesus as a kid oh, right. and then finding out that he was the Messiah, that he was the, oh, the reincarnation okay. of God. Like, oh, that gives me chills. Yeah, there, there's a point where you're like, you would have been talking about it to other people and writing down like, oh, I've got to write the diary about the five years that I hung out with <laughs> Jesus as we were carpenters together, you know, that kind of stuff. So yeah. that's going to be a fun little conversation. Um, Jeff will be on with this, uh, hopefully, maybe tomorrow if he's feeling better. Um, I hope so. Yeah, possibly Friday. Um, and then remember Thursday night, we're going to have the the circle, the round table, yeah, round table with Dustin Nemos, MSM Liars, and Boilerman are all going to come on the show with yes, us. Yes, they are. And it's going to be a, a discussion between us and a Q&A for you guys. So if you yes. have any questions that you want to ask Dustin Nemos, go ahead and get those ready. Yes. And uh, and, J- and Jason and, and MS. Questions yeah, so, so, for all of them, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So any questions that you have for um, Boilerman, for MSM Liars, or Dustin Yumas, go ahead and get those in your head, write them down or whatever, and then um, we're just going to let you put them in chat. That way we're a little bit more organized yes. and we're not overflowed with stuff coming into our, um, to our email and the stuff coming in here. So, But make sure you put who it's for, though, their yeah, name exactly. on it. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is for MSM, this is for Dustin Yumas yeah. or whatever, but yeah. it's going to be a great conversation. Um. Awesome. And I'm, I'm also I'm working. I love Douglas so much. Um, I'm working on a, a hoodie for him for Christmas, and he already knows. Um, this is going to be a kilted <laughs> Christian hoodie with. A, if we didn't, you would couldn't keep a secret anyway. You I can't know. keep a secret. Chasing squirrels. <laughs> well, I can keep secrets when people are like, "Hey, listen, don't tell anybody." Yeah, yeah, no, that's um, like, yeah, that way. But know, but other <laughs> with it when it comes to a gift or anything like that, he can't keep it to himself. No, I'm like a little kid. I get all excited. I knew he, all my Christmas presents. Way before well, I, I love, I love, I love giving. Yes. You, you know what I'm saying? So I get all excited. I'm like, Ooh, I see Jay Woo. He's the same way. Exactly. So right. um, it's just because I just get so excited because I'm not one of those people just like, okay, I got to go get a gift for somebody. Like I put thought into it. So yeah. I get real excited about it. So we'll get into a little bit of news right now because guess what? The news didn't stop. So first off, you know, Judge Arthur Ingeron, the one that's running that, that sham trial with Trump right now. Um, has been sending like partially naked, if not fully naked, gay um, pictures and stuff to the alumni at his school because he controls the actual um, website or whatever the or the whatever platform they're on. Oh. And uh, but here it says, if you think that Judge Arthur Ingeron in New York City is a disgrace, we'd like to remind you of Patrick Labot, the sheriff responsible for the mugshots of the sham indictment in Fulton County, Georgia starred in a gay soft porn video um and then i there was some pictures that popped up today because guys be careful the internet is forever Ever. if you think something is you think something's disappeared you've removed it <laughs> no. it's still there and i believe it was latifa the, the 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 ag that brought all this stuff up against trump mm-hmm. in new york had some pictures that resurfaced as well yeah and uh oh oh they're interesting yeah they're bad <laughs> Oh my goodness, They're real man. bad. What's wrong with these people? Well, 
that, that's yeah. a whole nother show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, all these people are so corrupt and they've got such a nasty past and, and even nastier futures. Oh yeah. So Oof. it's disgusting. So once again, um, the corruption around the world and or the corruption in our country as far as election goes. So I'm going to multiple examples right here. I'm hearing from voters across District G about machines not working at various locations. District G, specifically in Harris County, Texas. Surprise. What a big surprise. So uh, she says that she's hearing about machines not working in various locations, obviously in a Democrat area, machines down at Frostwood Elementary, a few machines down in St. Martin's Episcopal Church, voters being turned away because ballot scanners are not scanning at River Oaks Elementary and so forth and so forth. So now we've got one. Then we have Pennsylvania, which the computer or the, the election machines were literally changing votes. But guess which way they went? Oh, yeah. oh, I can promise you this. It did not go from Democrat to Republican. They all went from Republican vote to Democrat. So they were switching the votes and had to shut that down. Yeah. Then you've got two, not one, but two um, fuel leaks or gas leaks at um, two different locations within Louisville. Guess what? Highly Democrat areas. Once again, we knew this was coming. This isn't a surprise. Like when I woke up today, I knew what was coming. We had to pray for it anyways. But you know what? I just, uh, Lord, please let this corruption be exposed. Amen. The shortest Amen. prayer ever. But by you. To the point. Yeah, by <laughs> me especially. You guys know me. That was me. a good one. I like that. <laughs> um, so next we have, uh, it's happening. And it's only just started. Buckle up and brace up. It's going to get bumpy. Got three different videos here. I'm not going to play anyone because they're videos. Um, and all of them are talking about the different issues that they're having in banks. And they kind of all are related in a way. And guess what? Guy goes into uh, goes into uh, one of the bigger banks and tries to pay a bill with cash. And the bank wouldn't accept it. Would not accept the cash. They were like, well, we'll take it by card, or you can go to another bank and get a, a, a and get a cashier's check or a money order. Um, and you know, and Chase was was one of them that I've gotten these videos, but this one right here was uh I can't remember which one it was, but it was one of the big, big, big banks. And yeah, so they literally argued with this guy. And the guy was like, I'm tired of this. You know, I'm going to social media because you, you guys know this, this stuff gets out pretty quick, and it absolutely did bank that wouldn't take cash yeah there's quite a few of them going on yeah and i then, think it was bank of america wasn't it yeah exactly mary all in use a credit union um we've yeah. got a we, we're in a bank here mm -hmm. but it's like a, a small kentucky bank so you know it's a little Very bit it, yeah exactly and trust me when i went into that bank i had a list of questions that i asked them before i even opened up an account um but this is going to get worse and worse and worse bank of america exactly true yes. patriot Wells Fargo and some of the other big ones are all um, having what direct deposit issues right yes. now. So everything's being delayed. Didn't Citizen Citizen Bank collapsed? Citizen, but yeah, there was yeah. A, another couple of smaller banks that collapsed oh, as well. Yesterday. So it's coming, it's coming, guys. Um, at the very least, I know that there's insurance. I I, I wish that I had a better grasp of you know economics, financial, mm -hmm. any of this other stuff, but I don't. Um, so I'm not the person to be giving you advice, but I will say this. At the very least, you know you're insured to a certain amount within each bank account. I believe it's up to 250000 in most cases. Um, if you have more than $250,000, which I'll say, not yeah. me, yeah. Um, I suggest, uh, yeah, exactly. Robin says Just don't count, count on it. it. Mm 
No. Um, you're better off purchasing gold and silver at this point. You know, the money's going to be worth at some point anyways. But at the very least, break your accounts up into different accounts so that you're insured in each account if you have more than 250000 in a single account. Um, I'm not saying that that's going to help. help at all. Um, like I said, I don't wear a white coat and a mask. Um, I don't prescribe medicine. I'm not, a, I'm not a, a financial advisor. So don't listen to me. Um, do your own research. Uh, like I said, the best option right now that I can say a for safe. sure. Yeah, get a safe, but put your money into, um, you know, freedom seeds, yeah. food, mm-hmm. uh, tobacco, coffee, toilet paper, things that you can trade. Um, but at the very least, um, gold and silver. Yeah. Um, silver is going to be jumping up quick. I would recommend personally, mm-hmm. once again, not a financial advisor, silver is going to jump up. Mm-hmm. It's lagging well behind gold. Gold is right about $2,000 an ounce right now. Oh, wow. Um, but silver is going to make a huge jump at some point. So yes. right now you can get it for a fair price. Um, hold on to it wow. because at the very least, I mean, and, and that, you know, depending on how long an economy crash or anything like that lasts, because you go six months with no banks, no finance or anything like that, gold and silver are worthless and pointless too. That's why I say tobacco, coffee, food, rice, beans, freedom seeds, and things like that, which are actually going to be useful and highly tradable items mm-hmm. um, if you need other things. So liquor. Thank you. I always forget the liquor part. Yeah. Wine, liquor, um, multiple uh, uses for liquor, especially like uh, um, pure green. Yes. Um, you know, you can use it, tinctures. vodkas and stuff like that. You can use it for tinctures. You can use it for... Uh, you know, disinfecting and stuff like that. And you can also use it to just relax. (laughs) Yeah. Or if things get really bad, you can take a couple of shots and just relax. Exactly. Just relax. And I'm not a drinker, but I can't promise you that I wouldn't take a shot or so of poo at the fan. Yeah. We just drink. No, we just, we have a, we have wine from Bob. We'll just drink one sip of that and we'll be good for the rest of the day. We'll we'll drink Bob's wine. Bob's wine. Oh boy. Exactly. It's pretty good stuff, let me tell you. Exactly. Quick little prayer, guys. You know, when you're in spare time, um, this isn't uh, an important one. There's so many other better things to pray about. But um, MSM Liars and I are talking about starting up a little uh, video business together. So, um, you know, put that in the prayers that it's something that we could definitely do and make a little money around here because uh, I love John. You guys know that. Um, we get along great. He's got a phenomenal worth ethic and would be absolutely someone that I would just love to do this with. And there's nothing that this guy can't pick up. So I can teach him everything about this and he probably knows a lot about it anyway. So like I said, guys, there's more important prayers out there, but if, you know, just have a little extra time. That would be awesome. So we could, uh, you know, both bring in a little bit of income together and start something around here and just start up filming events, you know, no, absolutely. mobile cameras. We could mm-hmm. do it as a two man crew. It would be awesome. Um, so guys, you remember yesterday, the uh, manifesto was released or at least three pages of it. And then they started to, deny its existence or this stuff isn't real. And then it was accidentally verified by the police department, by the mayor who were putting out an investigation on this stuff. And then everyone started to remove, um, you know, meta Facebook, Mm -hmm. Instagram, and everybody started removing this. So they didn't want anybody to see media. Wasn't talking about it yesterday. You could pretty much find it on telegram, maybe rumble, um, and X or Twitter. So now YouTube is saying that Steven Crowder, who originally released this, violated its, quote, violent criminal organization's policies for leaking the Nashville trans shooters manifesto. I don't remember them having this problem when 
those fake manifestos came out that they proved were fake that, that put the uh, that threw um, Republicans under the bus. But now it's a problem. And, you know, so he, he actually uh, loaded up what Facebook or excuse yeah. me, what, what YouTube had said. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised they didn't um, remove him because it didn't I, take much to remove a Patriot Transition voice, voice and pain. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I like I can't get on YouTube again until I get a new computer that doesn't recognize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, doesn't recognize any of it. It's yours. like, wait a minute. Ooh, that's Pain's Angels. Yeah, you're Pain's Angels. <laughs> yeah, we know you, buddy. Yeah, it was Steven Crowder. Louder, mm -hmm. louder with Crowder. Not a big fan of the guy, um, but he does put out some pretty good information. But like I said, whether I like somebody or not, um, personally, um, you know, if they've got good information, I will happily share it because information is information. So... Mm -hmm. This one right here, and it took me a while. I think I, I griped about this for maybe an hour today because yes. my mind was trying to ravel around it. So last night I talked about a Jewish man that was hit over the head with a bullhorn um, by a Palestinian protester. You guys recall that. So today, the spin of this was mind-blowing. It literally it took me a while to digest what they were doing. So let me explain to you how this went down. Paul Kessler got into an altercation with a Palestinian protester who hit him over the head with a megaphone. Um, that's, in my opinion, at the very least, assault, attempted murder, um, however you want to look at it. Well, he ended up dying, so it would have been murder or manslaughter. Um, so how did they spend, how can you spend this? When they literally, guy admitted to hitting him over the head with the megaphone, they said, well, Paul Kessler didn't die from being hit by the megaphone. He died because he had a, um, hit his head on the ground. Well, mm -hmm. he hit his head on the ground because he got hit over the head with a megaphone. So Spending that. they are literally doing the opposite of what they did with the police officer in January 6th. Remember that? You tried to say that he died because he got hit over the head with a fire extinguisher. Turned out he had a stroke or something a few days later. And they were trying to do is... is charge somebody with this murder and, and beef up the whole January 6th, quote, insurrection. So now they reverse this on this guy, and they're trying to get the other Palestinian protester off by saying that it wasn't the megaphone that killed him. It was the contact with the ground that killed him. But he still wouldn't have fallen to the ground if he hadn't have just been hit over the head with a megaphone. I'm like, it, I just, I don't know why I, it blows me away what I see on the news and, and see this spin um, because we've seen so much of it, yeah. but it just fascinates me that they've got people that are out there thinking real hard on how to spin this. And this is where they went. He didn't die because of the concussion on the right side of his head from the megaphone. He actually died because he hit his head on the left side because he hit the concrete. Ugh. So let's charge oh, the concrete with manslaughter and let this guy off. It's probably where they'll go with it. They'll be like, and concrete, after a long jury trial, jury decides that concrete is guilty. Exactly, Matt, yeah. had George Floyd. And uh, I know more about that than a lot of people do because I had access to every bit of footage that went to the trials and everything, things that the public did not see. I had in my hands for about six months and went through, I mean, I can't tell you how many hours of this footage that I watched multiple times. So I actually saw things that the public had not seen. And by the time I got done watching this stuff, I knew what had happened. Um, then they came out and they're finally admitting that what I had said when I would watch the video is that it wasn't somebody kneeling on his neck. It was the, the massive amount of drugs that he was on. And you could absolutely she tell them. Yeah. With the videos that I watched, you could absolutely tell 
Um, oh, you spent a long time doing that. Too. I spent a. I mean, a I long spent. Time. I mean, I spent slowing like down months mm-hmm. just watching footage God. before I even started to edit. So, oh, what a disgusting world. Um, next, uh, received a message from Loretto FCI. So, ladies and gentlemen, I have some disturbing news. Um, this is about uh, a January sixer. So, this is a little bit longer, but I'm going to try. I'm going to read it to um, most of it to you. Brian Gunderson. His number is 37294509. That is his uh, jail number. And this poor young man is severely mentally challenged. This young man needs help desperately. From a mental standpoint, there is no way that this person should be in a facility like this. He needs medical help or much safer, less chaotic environment that one, he has been um, banished to 18 months in this jail. The poor guy admitted everything from day one to the FBI because he didn't know any better. And the judge was still somehow capable of looking this poor guy in the eyes and sending him to prison. Unbelievable. There has to be a way that we can help this guy a compassionate release back to his mother's house where he is living prior to the arrest. If there is a way to get the ball rolling, please initiate this concept. He is going to need some kind of reprieve. I'm hoping that they can find a lawyer that can help this but the big part about this that i the most important part is that this guy there was literally a judge out there that was still willing to send him that would be like somebody with down syndrome or something being at an event like this getting caught up in the rabble rousing admitting what had happened and the judge going you're still going to go to prison into a nasty dirty gross prison and having no concept of maybe this guy would be better off in a yeah. facility that was more equipped to handle his kind of mental incapability. Absolutely. That's um, heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. It's disgusting. And there's still, um, I believe, 20-something J6ers that are still pretrial sitting in jail. Ugh. While the Palestinian protesters that have literally caused violence, hurt people, um, Antifa, Kill Black someone. Lives Matter, nothing. No charges, nothing. These guys are out running around still doing it. Great example is this Palestinian. They hit this dude over the head with a megaphone. Um, what an unfair world. I'm getting so tired of these politics. You know, uh, once again, it was a day of praying to the Heavenly Father. Father, please keep the rocks in my pocket. I'm getting to the point where I'm going to start chunking them again. Um, we need to figure out what we can do. Absolutely. I mean, obviously praying Especially to Jesus. For this young man. Yeah. We need to figure out what we can do to help him, people like him, and how to fix this country. Because it's not going to happen through our through our government. Nope. It's not going to happen. And it's getting so disgusting. And we don't want to go to war. We don't, be, we don't want to have violence. They're pushing that anyways. We've got to come up with a great diplomatic way that's going to achieve what we're trying to achieve. And that is change in our mm-hmm. country. Putting in safeguards. Redoing the Constitution to the point where they can't pull this stuff again. And the hardest part, waking up society. And getting them on the same page. It's happening bit by bit. I see examples of it every day. But not enough. But not enough. Because our government's still in control and there's still people out there obviously manipulating our elections. So, um, all right, guys. Last night, I played a video or audio. Um, Livin put it into our Kilted Christian. It was a list of cities that to keep mm-hmm. your eyes open for attacks. Yep. That was yesterday. Today, the Department of Defense, the DOD, issues a nationwide advisory for tomorrow centered around threats from the Palestinian, quote, day of action. So I'm going to let um, stupid Martha McCallum tell you about it. Moments ago, Fox obtained an internal government threat advisory 
around a pro-Palestinian day of action that is planned for tomorrow. We, we mentioned this at the top of the show. We're starting to learn a little bit more about what this is likely to look like. It says, quote, in all possible cities at sites of production and headquarters of the largest transnational weapons companies. All right, so figure this out for us. Let's go to Tel Aviv and correspondent. Okay, so the longer version of this literally specifically talks about um, cyber attacks and things like that, as well as like civil unrest in certain areas. Um, intercessory prayer room, I am right there with you. We need to be praying for the world. Um, I say our country a lot because I'm living here directly. We got a lot going on right here in our country, but you're right. I need to to point this out and remind me, myself, especially, and all of you, this is about the world. This is about everywhere in the world from the Middle East, um, all the way up into Europe, all the way over in Australia, New Zealand. Australia got affected today as well by, um, and it, we'll post that now for you, um, CL Climb. Um, Australia got affected by a cyber attack that's really making a mess over there as well. Um, the Asian countries and everywhere else, guys. Keep the world in your prayers. Um, Jesus isn't going to just take care of the United States. Jesus is coming back to take care of the problem in the world. And everyone's going through it. And it's hard sometimes to be, a matter of fact, that when I was doing the Pain's Angels videos, um, there was like three videos that I was very heavy on the United States. And then I stopped one moment and I was like, wait a minute, you know what? I've got to make a video about the world because we're all in this together. You know, so pray for the world. People around the world that are listening, stand up. My, my brothers and sisters over in Wales, I know you guys listen to this later on. We're praying for you guys as well. We have a lot to fix in this very nasty, corrupt world and the governments in it. And we need to wake up the people everywhere. So if things need to get a little nastier in order to make the effect of waking people up, I get it. We just need to learn how to be a little more patient and pray for that as well. Um, so once again, guys, anyone who's living in cities, especially those big giant blue cities, especially the list that we put up last night, um, situational awareness, have a plan A, have a plan B. If you plan on going someone or going somewhere, make sure that you have two ways to get home, keep your head on a swivel. Um, and if at all possible, carry a freedom spreader. Um, I won't go anywhere without this at this point. I need to get back into the habit of carrying it. Um, I just, a lot of places that we went to when I lived in Texas, um, wouldn't allow you to, and I just never feel comfortable leaving my, my freedom spreader in my car. So guys, if you have it, carry it at this point, you deal with those inconveniences, but make sure that you have something on you at all times to protect you. Women, daughters that are out there, um, don't go anywhere after the sun goes down at five o'clock, apparently now, um, husbands brothers go out and do the shopping at nighttime if you need to go out and do anything after the sun goes down man up go and do it yourself protect your family and during the day if at all possible make sure that you're with your family as well because uh we got to do what we can to keep our family safe our friends safe and so forth so this is what we're all about is watching over each other and just keeping everyone that we love protected so uh, like i said guys get ready for anything's possible tomorrow um, we had talked about the the, the Palestinian day of action, what, about a month ago, that actually came out of the mouth of one of the Palestinian leaders, the Hamas leaders. Um, this was actually on multiple news networks yes. today. Yeah. And the DOD was the one that put it out. We know when they start putting this stuff out, mm -hmm. when they're honest, um, I guess, you know, take it a little bit more seriously. Absolutely. Um, a Jefferson County Circuit judge ordered the entire voting precinct of liberal Louisville, Kentucky to shut down because of potential gas leaks, and we discussed that earlier. And once again, I ask you, 
How do you have two gas leaks at two different facilities? They're both highly Democrat areas. Well, you do that so that you get people out of the building so you can start sneaking other ballots to take care of the problem. And we all know how it works. It's no different than our country. It's the reason we have an electoral system and not an actual democracy is because we don't want our country run by a handful of big cities. Well, it's no different when you're in your state is that you don't want your state run by a handful of big cities. And that's how it goes right here, even in Kentucky, Louisville, Lexington, some of those bigger places like that, um, where the larger populations are, they vote one way and, you know, it, it has a way of changing everything. So, you know, I just, I'm still flabbergasted by this, right? Um, but I love this. I found this meme. I love coming across these little memes like this. So, Many people reject Jesus because of bad experiences with religious people. But here's the thing. Jesus had bad experiences with religious people too. In fact, they killed him. People will let you down, but Jesus will not. Um, I love that. Little inspirational meme in the middle of this chaos. Uh, uh, Mumo just updated us. Says, hey, it's, hey, it's kind of crazy that the governor's race is only a spread of 60K and there is still other... Over 130k votes remaining to come in. Most yeah, of them. and they called it like they called it. Um, in many places, they it was called that. at like 38 percent in. Um, yeah. so they always managed to do that. They they basically Arizona foxed us. Remember <sighs> when Fox called Arizona like five minutes after the polls closed and it's Arizona wins and in favor people of Biden. were still standing in line voting. Yeah, and people were still there voting. That's one of them. Yeah. And then once again, it never happens in, in Deja Vu. <laughs> Terry Land, well said. Yeah, exactly, DJ Shaw. It's a script. I agree 100%. Um, so there have been, um, and this is interesting too, going back to the economy. There have been two times in the past 40 years when the S&P 500 rose for seven days following a 100-day low. The first was in March 20th, 2003, and it marked the end of the bear market. The other was today. Yep. So uh, once again, guys, um, and I can tell you what's coming. I can't tell you when, but there's no time to be prepared than tomorrow morning when the banks open, because obviously you can't do much about it tonight. Um, just get prepared, please. I implore you all, please get prepared. Um, so what are the chances that once again, this lady right here says the same thing. She is out of uh, Kentucky. What are the chances that two polling places have the gas leaks at the same time? And I agree 100%. The odds of that, well, I would say pretty darn astronomical. Uh, move over and over to a little bit more news. What time is it right here? Okay, a little bit of six. So um, voting machines have been shut down several districts in Pennsylvania due to votes getting flipped. Like I said, every one of those votes just happened to get flipped. And Democrats favor none of them in Republicans favor. And then when this happened, they ended up blaming it on the software. Of course, they blame it on mm -hmm. the software. But guess what, guys? We all know this. Software, hardware doesn't do anything that somebody doesn't tell it to do. It doesn't just go, well, I mean, until artificial intelligence. But as far as I know, AI isn't involved with these machines yet, um, making those decisions. So somebody programmed this software mm -hmm. or the hardware to do what it did. And uh, it's just more disgustingness every single day. And it's always out of the same places too. You know, I don't know if Arizona had any elections today or not, um, oh. but I bet if you went there, it would have been the same way if they did have them. Oh, I'm sure. So um, dude, Sean says I had horrible experiences voting today in Virginia. Um, not a surprise. 
was the governor's race up there again was Yunkin or whatever his name was um because i can't remember when when i was down at the border we were watching that vote on television and i can't remember how long ago that time flies by at this point i can't remember if that was two three years ago i don't know yeah like it's it's amazing this year flew by i just remember it felt like just a couple of months ago that i was like man january feels like it's going by so quick and, and here we are in november you know mm-hmm. unbelievable Gosh, it's crazy we were just um talking a minute ago it's just it's crazy how time flies speaking of time flies kilted christian episode 480 by the time we get to the 27th the day after thanksgiving yeah. we're going to be at 500 episodes <laughs> it's just mind-blowing uh, i know it's, it's it's crazy how fast yeah. things go um and then we'll have um more family doing their own shows you know douglas man i tell you he may not have done as many shows but I wondered if he's he catching up to me on hours. Yeah. <laughs> Does he have like another pod beam that he clicks into after two hours to stay on the no, air? No, no. Sometimes just, you can. Shut down? You know, what he does is he fools the system, so he'll close the show down and then reopen it, and then the, the then <laughs> pod beam. Like, wait a minute, you're already over <laughs> your time. That, is that Doug again? Exactly. Exactly. So he, <laughs> he's the, chasing more shiny so objects. Douglas seems like he's catching up to me on hours at the very yeah, least. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, I you love know, tech, and then and awesome. Robin recovering exactly. Smoke signals is where we're going. So they shut yeah. down the internet. Look mm-hmm. into the sky. Yeah. Just of we'll try to to do it in a way that they stand out from the chemtrails. Yeah. You know, Kilted Christian <laughs> will Kilted Christian will be in smoke signals. Yeah. We're, we're gonna go. Just talk look for it. us in the hills of Kentucky. I, I we'll say, be fine. I always say going analog. <laughs> but that's like that's like Native American analog. This is as analog yeah. as it gets. Absolutely. <laughs> um. The first ever vampire viruses are discovered in the wild in the U.S. Vampire. Vampires, nice. Yeah, first case of vampire viruses observed by scientists in the U.S. Viruses that infect bacteria cells that have evolved in order to survive. So scientists found that infectious agents bite on the necks of all viruses to um, integrate with the host cell's DNA, making them vampire viruses. Oh, yeah, it's coming. Man, I, 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 what is, that is so crazy. I know, though. man. I'm, I, I thought that zombies were going to come before vampires. But then you see, it goes back to that thing that we've seen that was in the burial ground, which looked like a vampire with wings. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. And that was creepy, too, that because was creepy they, because it had a sickle over well, its yeah, neck. They, they had a sickle that was locked down On into the ground. Neck. So, in case yeah. I guess this vampire decided to dig its way out Bolt. of the ground, it would have cut its head off. <laughs> yes. Oh God. yeah, we do have mass zombies and phone zombies and yeah. and college zombies. That's what we call them, college zombies. Yeah, but yeah, that's what we're gonna have, Montana dude, zombie vampire aliens. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, you know, and we laugh about that, but you never know. Would that surprise anybody here? No, nope. not me. Yeah, Democrat, exactly. We do have zombies and and uh, rhinos. Well, no, rhinos aren't zombies. They're just uh, evil. They know what they're doing. Um. So TikTok, the heat is on buckle up buttercup. Uh, I believe this is, oh yeah, this, and I, I've been trying to verify this and I, I believe that it was verified is that Biden was impeached in Congress. Um, and it was a uh, close, what, 218 to 209. Um, but this doesn't mean he's impeached. Yes. This means that it moves on to the Senate. And I believe once it gets to Senate, it has to be like a two thirds majority or something like that. Um, I tried to verify it. Nathan and Libin both looked into it themselves uh, independently, and I believe they both saw something that actually did talk about this today. Yes. Of course, if you were watching news, they didn't mention it whatsoever. But if you remember, 
when they were talking about impeaching Trump, you heard that 24-7 before they even got to the votes. Um, So, yeah, it goes on and on and on. There was, uh, and I think, um, I was going to say that one right there, but I went into that one too, and I verified that one as AI. That would be Adrena, oh, the adrenochrome in, okay. in the uh, keg, yeah. Um, so breaking news, this is General McKierney. Um, Internet and phone lines are down for millions of Australians after what authorities are investigating as a possible cyber attack. The entire infrastructure in Australia is currently being crippled by this outage. Um, and I, like I said, these are the things that we get to look forward to here at some time. So uh, we will figure it out. Like I said, if you don't hear about Kilted Christian being aired or yep. the Conley show or any of the other ones that are out there, mm-hmm. um, follow it because we don't have internet to do it. Usually, don't they test out there first? What's that? Like in Australia? Australia seems to be a testing, <laughs> testing ground zone, right yeah. along with like uh, the Dutch areas, yeah. which seem to be big test mm-hmm. zones. So you generally see things happen over there to see how, you know, like the gun, the gun grab that yes. they did over in Australia mm-hmm. to see how it would go over. Well, Australians aren't Americans. No. No. We we won't hand over our guns as easily as they did. Not at all. Especially when you see um, what happened in Australia after that. The lockdowns, which are way worse than over here and so forth. Uh-uh. Lesson learned. Well, that was at least by the diggers. Because the news didn't ever talk about it. I don't think news ever even mentioned anything like that. It was us that was bringing it to the people. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is interesting, too. Uh, this is um, Margie Taylor Green. I'm proud to announce my amendment to fire Pete Buttigieg just past the house. So Pothole Pete staged fake bike rides to the White House and used private planes funded by taxpayers to receive awards for the way that certain people um, have sex. Weird. Okay. American taxpayers should not be on the hook for paying for his lavish trips or his salary. I firmly agree. And I believe the way they're going about this is by reducing his salary to a dollar a How year. Right. I think that's wonderful. That's the way to do it. Reduce his salary to a dollar a year and let yep. him quit. Let him quit. Let him get out of there. But that won't work, actually, because what they'll do is uh, somebody will give him a book deal and they'll pay him back. Pay him back they'll pay yeah. him back door. Um, now we've got uh, this right here was interesting, too. This is uh, Jesse Waters. And listen to what he's saying right here about our very trustable central intelligence agency. We had a former CIA guy come on primetime the other day, and he said the CIA makes money on the side with drug trafficking. It's like a side hustle because their funding isn't big enough. So they do some, you know, black ops in order to boost their budget and hide it from congressional oversight Mm -hmm. and then use it for dirty stuff. So that's what they're doing with the drug trafficking. And one of the reasons, one of many reasons Donald Trump was defeated was because the CIA had had it with this guy because he was threatening the cash flow that in the China tariffs, uh, among many other things. So when you threaten the donor money and you threaten the Democrat voters and you threaten the CIA cash flow, it's a problem. Joe Biden is such an agreeable empty suit. He's just letting it all happen. Wait, you're saying the CIA is funding itself by the drug trade? Yeah, they take a cut. That's what the former CIA guy told me. And that former CIA was completely honest, except for the fact that he meant that he forgot to mention where the big money comes from. Trafficking children. Yes. Human trafficking. Sex slavery. That's the other. That's their biggest form of income. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how they pay for their uh, extravagant plans 
working with Mossad and destroying areas and setting forth uh, terrorist attacks and and creating uh, invasions on everybody's borders and all those other things that they're doing. And I hate the three letter agencies, in my opinion. <laughs> <Does that save me? laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that was quick. You threw that in there pretty fast. Yeah. Um, so this one's interesting too. So um breaking news now, judges recused huge good news in the Fulton County. Um, get your popcorn. So like there's a lot going on yes. in some of these different things, and that's why I run back and forth as to like who's doing what. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'm gonna go back to what they DJ Shaw says um earlier, shut up and do something or talk, 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 do something. Yeah. You know, I'm tired of hearing about what's going to happen and seeing all these things in the process of, and, you know, what was it on Friday that I told, or no, I think it was Sunday that I told you that uh, Comer was going to be releasing um, two dozen subpoenas on the Biden family um, imminent soon. Well, you know, it's already Tuesday and I was ready for it on Monday. I mean, I know the week's not over yet, but. um, I'm waiting for the border to be closed. Yeah, waiting for the border to be closed. Where where is um, our Speaker of the House on that issue? Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's more important to get money funneled over to, to Ukraine. Uh, no, to oh, uh, Israel, Israel than yeah, it I'm is sorry. to get our own damn border closed. Yeah. So, um, yeah, soon was last month. Exactly. I'm, 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 it's all talk. And until something gets done, and I'm going to bring you what, I, what people are saying they're going to do. But then I'm going to follow it with a lot of snarky remarks like this. Do something. Less chatter, more splatter. Get some stuff done. Do your damn job. I'd rather not hear about what you're going to do. And see what you did. How does that sound? Yeah, exactly. That sounds like mm-hmm. how government should work. So that is all the news for tonight, or at least all the news that I want to bring you because it's annoying and it just pulls your blood pressure up and it makes you want to <laughs> yeah. throw rocks and, and it makes you pray to Jesus even more than you usually pray just so Jesus keeps you calm and you don't go running into battle with the sword leading everybody into a problem that we're not going to get out of yeah. unless you get a lot of people on board all at one time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we could end this. If we could get everyone together at one time, we wouldn't need to draw a sword, raise an arm or anything. We just need to show them the numbers. But first people need to realize we are the ants. They are the grasshoppers. We outnumber them a hundred to one more than that. Yeah. Even with the people that they left that in. Yeah. And, you know, that was another great conversation that we had tonight, too, is about the stuff going on down there at the border. Yes. Um, so we'll get into our conversations tonight. And then uh, we're going to um, kind of go in, you know, probably do about 30 minutes of this. And then yeah. we got um, a, a good bit of prayers tonight. Prayers, um, yeah. yeah so I'm we're going to, yeah, we've got four different prayers, um, you know, and, and some other prayers as well. So we'll, we'll do a little longer prayer thing this evening. So first, did Mary know what was to come? And I love this because, yeah, she did. And um, that's one thing, you know, I always encourage you guys. You know, I was kind of I was kind of up in the air, honestly, about Chosen to begin with, um, mm-hmm. you know, because there's so much corruption and, and it's so easy to use things to mislead people. Um, and then, you know, something that gets budgeted, you got to wonder where the budgeting money came from in order to budget some of these things. But I finally gave the Chosen a chance. And I haven't seen... Um, I think the first couple of seasons, we need to get back into that as well. So, you know, that's kind of our, uh, used to be our Sunday thing. We would just kind of sit down on Sundays and then binge watch The Chosen, um, me, Liv, and Nathan, my mom, and uh, my dogs who love prayer. And if you guys, I always say that, (laughs) I always say my dog, um, Saul, and especially loves prayer. Well, now Matt and Hev can can witness to this because they were here and they saw it. they were. 
Yep. You say prayer. He's all up. He oh. puts his ears up right there right now. Yeah. If you accidentally say the word prayer. Oh, look at. Yeah. It's, look <laughs> at this, okay. I, I know you guys can't see this, but my dog um, sits in here with us at our feet during yes, the show. And I'm sorry, buddy. I'm it's sorry. It's not prayer time, babe. It's, it's not that time yet, buddy. He, he literally jumped up and he's like, let's go. But he does. He dances yeah. in circles and starts barking and literally gets excited for the P-R-A-Y time. <laughs> yeah, we got to spell it. <laughs> yeah, and then he knows how to spell too. Yeah. He's a border collie. I don't know why I even try spelling. He's like, I know what you're saying, Dad. <laughs> but um, I, I know that he feels the Holy Spirit because he oh, does. Yes, he he does. gets real excited and he sits in our, our circle when we pray. Oh, so yeah. It's pretty awesome. Right there with us. Um. So uh, Mary was given certain information about the birth of the Savior, but how much did she really know? So, and behold, you will conceive in the womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus or Emmanuel. Um, he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. This is Luke 1, 31 through 33. So, and I think that they really did a good job in The Chosen. That's the reason I bought The Chosen up is because um, they did a really good job mm -hmm. showing that they kind of knew ahead of time. Um, even the people that, you know, kind of went over there to begin with in, in the show that saw the the light in the air went over there um, and knew what was going on and the Messiah was born. So an angel came to Mary and told her about the birth of the Messiah, a prophecy of the coming Jesus and what the Messiah would come to do was nothing new. And there are many such statements in the Old Testament. However, we can now more easily recognize those prophecies and what they mean since we have the New Testament. So um, that's one thing that I always say is, you know, some argument that I had last year, it wasn't an argument because I'm very mm -hmm. gentle, but there's a point where when someone's, I feel like they're trying to lead me away from the narrow path rather than literally trying to ask a legit question so that they get a better understanding. And, you know, I, I'll get involved and I'll say everything that I can. I'll have my conversations with Jeff. Jeff will kind of get in there and we'll do what we can. But there's a point where, you know, the people are just adamant. They believe so much in this case that the New Testament was put in there by the deep state and that, you know, Jesus wasn't real. And, you know, but you go back into the Old Testament and they talk about it and they've mentioned it many times, but with the new Testament and, and the birth of Christ and his life, then you can go back and see what they were talking about. I mean, all the way back to Daniel, mm -hmm. um, you know, as Jeff had even said, who spoke the world into existence? It was Christ that spoke the world into existence because who was Christ? He was God right here on this earth in the human form. Um, so once again, an angel came down, talked to um, and informed of the Messiah, a prophecy of the coming Jesus and what the Messiah would come to do was nothing new. Um, however, we can now more easily recognize this because of the New Testament and the way that the New Testament um, explains things. It now makes sense to some of the things that we may not have known. So this question has been brought up before in, um, in a form of a Christmas song, which is entitled, Mary, Did You Know? And I don't know if I've ever heard that. I don't think so. I don't think I've ever heard that. Um, I'm going to have to find it and play it. I'll play it, you know, during the Christmas, but Emmanuel. Um, ironically, after the angel told Mary that her son was the son of the Lord God, she asked, how will this be since I am a virgin? And it is Luke one thirty four. This could make one wonder if she truly understood the angel's words. Of course, having an angel appear 
did not happen every day. And even in biblical times, let alone, let alone having a, um, having one proclaim that you will give birth to the son of God, you know, just imagine, you know, every mother loves their children, you know, um, unconditionally, but imagine the responsibility that you would feel if an angel popped down and was like, guess what? Yeah. You're going to give birth to God. Um, right down here incarnate on this earth so we can walk around and, and and spread love and some gospel you just imagine like like whoa first off it'd be hard to accept and i'd be like okay was that really an angel was that someone trying to like you know yeah. deceive me um i don't know you know as a human imagine what you would do and you would hope that and like i said is you'd love your kid and you think your kid's the best thing in the world anyways mm -hmm. um but in this case like literally given a virgin you know i'd imagine when she realized oh my goodness i i am pregnant and i've never done anything that would have gotten got me pregnant, pregnant. Yeah. And, and it also gives me yeah. a lot of love and respect um not that i always had love and respect for him anyways but especially joseph mm -hmm. who um just imagine at that time people probably were whispering and saying mean things like yeah dude really yeah your wife was a virgin uh, are you sure she didn't hook up with someone else i mean and he stuck by her and he took care and he raised a child that wasn't his um that it was but wasn't um and loved him as much and taught him and and you know carpenter and all these other things like i got a lot of respect for what joseph did as well especially you know if you pictured what happened then happening in today's time you know there'd be a lot of naysayers out there mm -hmm. a lot of people gossiping and so forth like that but yes matt and heavy was obedient so um one um or so mary wondered how could this come about physically um yet there is no reason to find fault with her there is no indication that she actually doubted though she was definitely curious about what the angel had said we must remember that this is not the first time that someone wondered about how prophecy would come about so examples you've got abram sarah zacharias um if we were in their shoes we might have done the same exact thing and that's why I say is just kind of, you know, picture yourself put into a situation in a day's time and, and maybe a little bit of doubt. You'd have hope, you'd have belief, but you'd be like, man, why, why me? You know what I'm saying? That would have been the big thing. Why me? Probably flipped out. Exactly, MSM. So the angel described that the Holy Spirit would accomplish these things. After that, Mary acknowledged her trust in the Lord that it would come to pass and her willing obedience to the plan as well as Joseph, like Matt and Hebed just said. Scripture never specifically states that Mary realized that her son um, was to die on the cross, but Mary did state the following. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate as his servant. Um, for behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. And this is Luke 1, 46 through 48. So Mary realized that her son was a son of God who would affect all generations to come. Furthermore, with all the things that happened to Mary, how could she not realize that there was something special about this baby? Mary is a good example of how we should also trust in the Lord's promise given to us in the Bible. Whether we completely understand all the details or not, thank God for the many promises given to us in Scripture. Um, and I love this because think about this. In a way, um, just like Mary, with the questions, with the wonder and so forth, we see all of these promises. 
all of these prophecies, these promises that, that God has made through Scripture, especially in Revelation right now, and we're seeing these things unfold bit by bit. As a matter of fact, one of the things we came across tonight, um, earlier today, yep. was a huge, gigantic flood in Saudi Arabia. Huge flood. Yeah, so... Those poor camels were freaking out. I didn't know what the camels were walking in the water. Oh. I mean, it was like the desert was just covered in water. Yeah. And... Um, you know, so we're seeing this more and more. And yes, I know I still need a WD-40 in my chair. <laughs> so pardon the squeaks. But I did get rid of the buzz. I changed my XLR cable so there's no more buzz in the microphone. Um, I just can't afford a Herman Miller chair. So got to deal with my squeaky chair until I get some WD-40 in here. Or can't afford a Herman Miller chair. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Santa will bring you one. Yeah, no, I doubt that. <laughs> They're not Jeep. No. <laughs> they just don't squeak. I'll, I'll get you a Star Wars chair. I'll tell you what. Get me a bottle of WD-40. <laughs> <laughs> we will fix it the poor man's way. Um, but I, I do love this because we look at or Lazy Boy. That'd be, I don't know, man. I may fall asleep. Oh, no. <laughs> we don't need another Lazy Boy. Yeah, We're good with I'll that. I'll have my dog up here with me. Yeah, that would, nothing. Yeah, that's, we are good with that. But looking, you know, further into prophecy, we're seeing these things unfold. And, you know, just like with Mary, where, you know, she got to the point where she knew what the angel said was a promise from God and what, what she was supposed to do by bringing on and bearing the child that would ultimately end up being our Messiah. We look at prophecy today. We look at the promises of God and we know what is promised. For instance, we know God's going to win. We know Christ is going to come back. We know there's going to be um, a rapture. We know there's going to be very hard times such as tribulations and trials. We know that there's going to be a couple of witnesses that come back for a couple of years and end up um, being murdered and, and then going to heaven in front of everybody. We know all of these things. We know about the the beasts that are supposed to be here. We know about the Jezebels and all this other stuff. But how does it come about? And that's the thing is we, we know what's going to happen, but we don't necessarily know how it's going to happen. So we run through our heads. We question this, like, why me? How am I involved in this? Is it going to happen now? Is it going to happen here, tomorrow, whatever? And, you know, DJ Shaw says it, yet do not fear, which is a very important part. That's why I stay calm for all this. It's not fear that I have a problem with. It's um, frustration and some of those times where the non-righteous anger sneaks in. I want to start throwing the rocks and have to go, sorry, Lord, um, please keep me calm. I think all of us are dealing with a little bit of this right now. And I fear not because um, I know that ultimately the worst case scenario that I could deal with here right here in this world would be dying. But it's not such a bad scenario because that means that we're just going to get home a little bit sooner. Um, you know, so we do hold the line. We do perform our missions. We do, you know, it's just hard not to look too deep into prophecy. You know, just like we're seeing the things unfold right now, we still don't know the time that Christ is going to come back. We don't know when that three years before the next three years comes about. You know, there's a lot of questions. There are three and a half years for the next three and a half years. Sorry. We just don't know how all this stuff is going to come about. And sometimes we get a little bit of anxious about it. We get excited and we just... We overindulge in, in, in thinking about this stuff when we really need to be focused on the now, focusing on the mission, focusing on the kingdom first and foremost, but then what God has us doing right here. And the most important thing that we can do right now isn't pulling the sword, isn't ending the evil and the tyranny. It's praying first and foremost, as you guys know, but also spreading that gospel because, you know, it's not about destroying their army as much as about building ours. And the quickest way to build our army is to pull people from the evil army 
And the thing about the, the the thing about the good army, God's army, is that we we willingly are part of this army. The thing about the devil's army is he does have willing participants in in the dark army, but a lot of the people are part of that army only because they don't know, because they don't have that connection with Christ, and they're just part of it. So we have a better army because, like I said, is everyone here in this army knows that we're part of this army and we know that we have missions within this army so get your armor exactly matt and have better get your armor because things are coming but right now um we need to spread that gospel have this conversation with people show the fruits that we bear excite people enough to where they at least start venturing mm-hmm. into scripture maybe walk into the church for the first time or maybe come over to our house for a little powwow by the fire yep. where we talk about god or, or go to any number of the Christian based um, podcast and video cast that are out there so that they can find that as well. That's the greatest thing that we can do right now. And um, just, to, you know, and we're, it's not about the achievement of helping someone find God who ultimately brings them to salvation. It's just knowing that you're helping someone in a good way and you're doing it for God. And, you know, God wants us to spread that gospel. He asked us to, he doesn't require it. He just, he asked us to, um, other than that, you know, praying, repenting, and accepting Christ into your heart, baptisms, things like this are, are very important to know. So do what you can. It's it's being simple. It's speaking simply. It's not um, trying to speak over someone's head and show them, hey, look how smart I am about, about Scripture. You know what? Dumb it down. Feel good. Mm-hmm. Speak simply. You know what I'm saying? It, it, you're not trying to to show how smart you are, you're trying to help save a soul. You know what I'm saying? So embrace wisdom or intercessory intercessory prayer room says, I salute wisdom. Be wise. Mm -hmm. Embrace that with God. Because remember, knowledge is a beautiful thing, but it can be a very dangerous thing. Wisdom is what keeps you from taking that knowledge and doing something for good, doing something that's righteous, doing something that benefits mankind, doesn't harm mankind. And wisdom doesn't come from Satan. Yeah, wisdom like comes from one place. Absolutely, I like what Matt says too. Meant for everybody. Yeah, exactly. Meant for everybody. You know, mm-hmm. so so that's the thing. That's one thing that that you know I love about Jeff is that Jeff is so scripturally sound that he can go right to these things, so we can show people where yes. it is in Scripture. Mm-hmm. But you know what? God doesn't have everybody brain work like that. You know, I'm one of those people. Um, but I can tell a story. I can tell the lessons, you know, the, the the basic breakdown as to what God was and Jesus was saying. And sometimes that's what people need to hear. So speak simply, speak simply, just help that one person, that one soul a day, couple a day. Like I said, it's not about the numbers. It's about it's the quality, not the quantity. In this case, it kind of does need to be a little bit of the quantity, too. But remember, you know, it takes one person to start a revolution. Okay. But that one person can end up creating an entire revolution with a lot of soldiers. And it's the same thing when you're dealing with scripture. That one soul that you meet at a market, at a convenience store, standing by mm-hmm. the gas tank, filling up your gas or filling up your car. That person that you talk to that inspires them to find God may be one of the greatest apostles, the greatest disciples, yes. the greatest preachers of all time that end up waking up millions of souls. That's the great thing. And you had something, you were part of that. You know what I'm saying? You had something to do with that through Christ, but you had something to do with that. Like I've said it many times, you never know how long 
our arms reach in order to help other people. Mm -hmm. When you put out a video, you know, you may see 200 people watch the video and you're like, oh, cool, awesome. But that video gets pulled down and shared off of your site and it mm -hmm. ends up over in Great Britain. It ends oh, yeah. up over in Asia. It ends up in places that you never know that other people have watched it. So you never truly know the effect that you're having and helping other people. And I always give that glory to the Heavenly yes. Father because mm -hmm. he's working through us. But God's arm reaches from coast to coast, from sea to shining sea. Absolutely. So now I'm going to move on in. What time is it? Okay, 1136. Now I'm going to move into the life of Christ and Jesus as a kid. Now, this is always an exciting conversation to me because I'm always, I'm one of those people, I'm just, you know, especially scripture, I get, I get so, um, so excited like a little kid when i when i think about some things and one of those is like you know what happened what what was christ doing before we saw him again as an adult um you know what kind of life did he live? what was it like as a carpenter you know we see pictures or paintings of like skinny jesus you know what i'm saying just a little mm -hmm. skinny dude like myself walking around with his beard and his long hair but you know a carpenter first of all at that time we didn't have the privilege of going to lowe's to pick up the wood that we need in order to create a bench or a cabinet. When Jesus built things, he had to cut the tree down. He had to chisel that wood with a hammer and a, a little chisel in order to get that piece of wood that he needs. So Jesus was jacked. Exactly. Poot Patriot says Jesus was jacked for sure. He wasn't some little skinny dude walking around. First off, everywhere he went, he walked for the most part. Yeah, he did ride in on a donkey. I'm at, you know, later on, but for the most part, everywhere he went, he went on foot. So imagine he had some big old calves, um, you know, working on wood. Cause like I said, it wasn't like he just picked up the wood and put things together. He had to take the wood, make the wood, form the wood, then put it together. So, you know, he had big arms and a big chest too. The guy was big, um, you know, and he was pretty, you know, healthy and fit. Um, plus, they weren't eating McDonald's either. I'm pretty sure I didn't read anything <laughs> in scripture about McDonald's. Jesus got a Big Mac meal today. You know? Yeah, for $18. <laughs> he, he was eating fish and, and good stuff. You know, the, no chemtrails as far as mm -hmm. I know. Um, a little bit more healthy than we are today, that's for sure. So first I'm going to say this is, you know, in Luke 2, 40 through 52. So this passage is in Luke 2 is the only account of any of these so-called hidden years of Jesus's childhood. So John and Mark's gospel begin with Jesus's public ministry as an adult. Matthew records the birth of Jesus through a focus on Joseph and the moves directly to the ministry of John the Baptist and the baptism of Jesus. Only Luke, who records the longest and most detailed account of Jesus's birth and the prophecies of the angelic witnesses surrounding it, shares a story from those hidden years. So it happens when Jesus is 12 years old and it occurs during the annual pilgrimage to Jerusalem from Nazareth for Passover. So in the scripture, we know about the birth of baby Jesus, um, but then we have a lot of lost time. And the only recognition after that is when he's 12 years old. And then after that is when we start getting into, like I said, John and Mark's gospel, which start talking about Jesus's public ministry as an adult. So what happened during those years? It's always interested me because like I said, um, imagine you put yourself into the situation, picture yourself as a six year old, 
we we remember a lot about you know when we were children. We may not remember you know being one, two, or three years old, but you know four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We have memories of that. We remember the 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 kids that we played with. I remember trying to lose my my accent and trying to develop <laughs> the Chicago accent so that kids would stop picking on me. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, you know, six or seven years old at that point. Yeah. I remember the kid that I was, you know, mimicking his accent was named Benji. Um, and it was in um, Wheaton, Illinois, right north of Chicago. You know, so I remember those things. So picture yourself as a child um, building sandcastles, you know, with Jesus or hanging out with Jesus and playing one of the many games that they played back then. You don't forget that stuff. And then years later, when you're 30, 40 years old, you are like, oh, my gosh, you hear about the Messiah mm -hmm. and the miracles. And it was Jesus of Nazareth. And you're like, whoa, I knew Jesus of Nazareth. You know, wouldn't you write those stories down or document that in some way? So although it was not in Scripture, because remember, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, none of these people knew Christ when he was a kid. You know, I'm sure that they probably talked to Mother Mary, and that's how Luke got his information about what they did know about him at 12 years old. But I just imagine that there's somewhere out there, there's some kind of written documentation um, of somebody that knew Christ during those years that they just didn't get into Scripture because it wasn't necessary. Mm -hmm. um, it's just intriguing to me. Um, but like I said, not necessary. Um, because who knows? For all we know, he could have been creating miracles as a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. we, we don't know. Um, so why is it important for us to see Jesus as a kid? Um, why would Luke include this episode? Um, perhaps the answer is in the center of his story, which is a statement from Jesus in verse 49. These words, and this is not unimportant, are the first words that Jesus speaks in the gospel of Luke. Consider the weight and import um of or in, excuse me, import of the first words of a story's hero and focus. In response to Mary's very frightened and frustrated mom question, Jesus responds, Why is it that you were looking for me? Did you not know that I had to be in my father's house? All right. So there are at least three key things that we need to see and expand upon in this single statement from Jesus as a 12 year old. First, Notice Jesus's compulsion. He had a divine directive and understands that his place in the temple as a necessity. Second, and he wasn't referring to Joseph's house. He was referring to his father's house. Second, Jesus fully understands his relationship to God, the father, and sees it appropriate to be in his presence on earth, which was in the holy of holies within the temple. And finally, third, we see in Jesus' statement the fact that his relationship and proximity to the Father takes precedence over all other relationships in his life, including his relationship with his earthly family, Joseph, Mary, cousins, John the Baptist, and so forth. Um, so it's it's pretty cool to, I mean, and important, like I said, the one time that they talk about him as a child, a 12-year-old, he already knew who he was. So that's where my I get more intrigued. I'm like, okay, so Jesus knew who he was, you know. So how early did he realize that he could lay his hands on and heal? How early did he realize that he could remove demons from from being hosted inside of flesh? You know, right. um, how did, did he did he have the answers, or did he 
learned the answers mm-hmm. over his lifetime. Yeah. Um, you know, was God giving him these lessons within the temple? You know, like I said, does it matter? No. Be- what matters is what we know now, the lessons that um, Elder Jesus taught, you know, when he was in his 30s. Um, but even then, there was a very short time period from when you meet Jesus in his adult years to when Jesus ended up dying on that cross. But look how much he accomplished in that very short time. So then I go back and wonder how much did he actually accomplish over his entire life? life. Oh, absolutely. You know, because you think about John the Baptist, mm-hmm. you know, John the Baptist was the one that ended up um, baptizing Christ himself. Um, and John knew who Jesus was. So John was learning those lessons from little Jesus well mm-hmm. before we got to meet Jesus in the Bible, before um, the rest of the disciples even came in contact with him. So we need not see this story as evidence that Jesus was being sassy or a belligerent kid when posed the question by Mother Mary. Um, Luke makes it clear that Jesus was not being this way in Luke's typical style of strict clarity. And remember, Luke was um, a very smart guy. He was a doctor as well. And, you know, I always say there's a couple, you know, and don't get me wrong. I love all scripture. Um, They all have such important things, but like Luke and Matthew are kind of like the one-stop shops. I'm like, look, guys, if you don't have any other time to read any other scripture, go to Luke, go to Matthew, and a whole lot is covered between those two books or, or between the books that were written by those two specifically. So, um, we see in this summary and response and statement in verse 51, and he went down with them and came to Nazareth and he continued in subjection to them. So um, with this balancing statement of context, we can finally see that the story for what it was meant to be a pronouncement event in many ways, at least in the gospel of Luke, this event serves alongside Jesus's baptism and his triumphal entry into the three key events where he announces his identity, ministry focus, and the fulfillment of God's plan and prophecy. So these announcements are obviously veiled in some way to protect the timing and the trajectory of Jesus' ministry, but they are pronouncements nonetheless. So Jesus, even at that young age, clearly understood his identity, which is just fascinating. Like I said, he knew. Mary had the doubt. She ended up believing and coming to terms with it. Jesus knew from the get-go because um, I'm sure Father was talking to him. Jesus probably had a better understanding of what the world was about before he was one years old than some of us do by the time we become adults. His son of God um, status was not something later given to him at his baptism or later understood. He did, however, mature and grow in wisdom and stature. So he did develop um, over time. But I'd imagine, you know, the wisdom was always there with them. It was his human um, walking around understanding of it that matured and developed over time, you know, wisdom in his stature. And this we see Jesus as maturing spiritually, physically, and relationally. This is part of the point of the story. It is both beautiful and challenging to see Jesus as a kid growing, learning, exploring, and understanding just like us. And remember this too, you know, we were told to, 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 you know, look as a kid, to see as a kid, to feel as a kid, as a child would see. And even as adults, we are still growing. You know, Jesus understood so much by the time that he was um, even a young adult. And, you know, some of us are 
are still at older age, almost 50 years old here, still maturing and becoming what Jesus was well before us. But, you know, I don't walk this earth sinless either. You know what I'm saying? These are things that we work on. Jesus doesn't have to, didn't have to deal with the distractions or no, he did have to deal with distractions, but he knew how to surpass them. Even in the desert, when the devil came up to him and tried to offer him the earthly kingdom and so forth, he knew we are still tempted. We still have to deal with this. Even, you know, as an adult, even knowing Christ, even as our relations get stronger, we're still faced with the temptation and pushing it aside so that we can be as Christ-like as we, as we can possibly be today. So, um, so consider how critical it is for Jesus as a real person, a full human, a full human. This is a major force in the gospel accounts of Jesus because only um, a red Jesus can qualify as a real savior. So as humans, our sin problems is a real problem, a deadly problem. It is our problem, not God's. So it follows that only man should pray for sin. However, our sin is an offense against the holiness of the infinite God. So it's not us, you know, that the sin is being um, perpetrated for or pushed on. It's against God. All the sin that is pushed in, the temptation, everything that is pushed into our lives by the evil is really to go after God. Because how do you go after God? by taking away the love, the respect, and devotion from God's children, which the devil has become really good at that. We're seeing examples of it all around the world, especially within our children. So it follows that only man should pray for sin. However, the sin is offensed against the holiness and infinite God. It follows that uh, only an, um, an infinite God can solve that problem. And the only way that we're going to get past our sin is through God, through our relationship, through repenting, and through our prayer. Thus, only a man should pray um, should pay for sin, and only God can pay for sin, which is exactly what Jesus did when he died on that cross, is he paid our debt. And if anything else, that right there should earn all love and commitment and respect to our Heavenly Father in Christ because he was willing to give his own life to die for our mm -hmm. for our sins, even to this day. It wasn't like he died for the sins of the people then. He died for everyone's sins 2,000 years later, yeah. 5,000 years from now. Well, or until he comes home and, and uh, mm -hmm. or until he brings us home and, and comes and takes care of this craziness in this world. So this is why Jesus, the eternal son of God, entered fully into humanity in a time and place leaving none of his deity behind he did voluntarily release some of his divine um, prerogatives fully god fully man only a real jesus qualifies as a real savior so believe me me my friends you and i need a real savior we're not going to get off this earth unless we have that so um i love this uh conversation like i said there's certain conversations that really don't matter. And it, it's just things that intrigue us. And, and remember, you know, there are um, a lot of questions that we still have. We see the prophecies, we see the promises. We don't know how many of this stuff plays out, but that's the beautiful thing about um, getting into verses and getting into scriptures is that we have those questions because we're so devoted to the wisdom that we're seeking through Christ. Um, one of those things being, you know, 
what isn't there. It's no different than, you know, my intrigue and Enoch and, and prophecy mm-hmm. or, and, and the Apocrypha, you know, it's, it's because of my love and my, my desire, my, my need to grasp all that scripture tells us to understand the gospel fully, to understand the laws that we are asked to abide by fully. Um, it's my desire to get closer to God that has me, you know, asking more questions. And, and I don't Absolutely. think anything's wrong with that, but I always, and I always do this. I go back to what Jeff says, you know, before you venture out of scripture, have a firm grasp of scripture understand what God asked of us, understand what Jesus taught us, understand, build your relationship with Christ. Um, pray for discernment before you move on to some of these other things, especially the Apocrypha, um, Enoch and stuff like that. Um, don't dismiss it, but have a relationship with Christ and a great understanding, a firm foundation in scripture before you do venture off. And uh, like I said, have a conversation with people, be open-minded, um, to have these discussions. But like I said, the last thing that you want to do is to veer off of scripture because we will be held accountable for that. You, you lead someone away from that path. You're going to end up um, being held accountable. That I always say the most dangerous thing on this earth are preachers, pastors, pulpit leaders that are misleading their flock and they will be held accountable, not for themselves, but for every single person that they led away from that path for every stumbling block that you put in front of your brother and sister, who do you think is going to be held accountable for that? The mm-hmm. one that you made stumble? No, 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 no. no, no, no. The one who made them stumble mm-hmm. is going to be the one that's held accountable for that. So, you know, when you are preaching scripture, and that's why I'll never call myself a preacher. This is more of a show of conversation. Yes. Um, you know what I'm saying? Because I take what you guys have to say in this chat as well as what I'm saying, but I do love these topics mm-hmm. because this is how you learn. What did God ask us to do? To come together. What is a church? But two or more people gathered together talking about Christ. That's all it is. When God says to meet at the temple, he's not referring to a place made of wood that somebody built with nails and, and you know a hammer. He was talking about our bodies. Meet in the temple. Come together. Four, five, six, seven people having a discussion. Tonight, 72. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Um, coming together and having these conversations. This is church, guys. This is how we learn. This is how we develop our relationship with God. So that is enough of the topic tonight. Um, we're going to spend the rest of the show um, going over some prayers that we've had uh, reached out to us. You know, um, So uh, we're going to go through. So bear with me because I'm going to be reading these prayers as we go. And uh, Libin's holding up these things for me. So once again, guys, thank you for all of you that are reaching out with your prayers. You know we've got your back. Um, for all any of you out there that need a prayer in your life. And remember, guys. Um, I joked earlier and I was like, there's more important things to pray about. Um, but there's no, I mean, all prayers are important. If there's something that you need to fulfill in your life, something that's going to better you to, to set forth onto your mission. Don't be afraid to ask for prayer guys. There's nothing to be shy about. And there's a billion people out there right now that are Christians around this world that are happily stop what they're doing and pray for you. And we don't just pray for this stuff on our show. I want to point that out too. These things we pray for um, outside of the show too. I just bring it here because we got a lot of us in one place praying together. So first, I'm going to start off with Brother Jeff. Um, he was going to come on tonight, kind of went downhill. I blame the chemtrails. So Heavenly Father, thank you for all that you blessed us with. You were so gracious, even though we don't deserve it. 
You are so patient with us, even though we don't deserve it. So bring all of those attributes to us, dear Lord. Let us spend every day becoming more Christ-like than we already are. Dear Lord, be with Jeff and help him to get better, dear Lord. I know he wants to come back on the show, his own show that we're going to be doing, serving you in every way. And he still does it in his own time. He still hangs out in the gospel. He does the research. We still communicate. And he hands things over to me so I can speak of it on this show. And I thank you, Father, for at least giving him that energy. But help him get back and ready. I know we all love him. We miss him. And we want to see him here as much as he wants to be here. So bless him. Bless his wife, Christine. Help her find work that's at home, dear Lord, like she did before. Dear Lord, bless her with that opportunity so she can spend that time at home with Jeff, helping him to get better, as well as utilizing that time that she's has the downtime while she's working to get into scripture, which is their favorite thing to do. And the most time that they spend is within that heavenly book. So dear Lord, I ask for that of you, please. Um, I ask uh, um, that you bless Charlotte's cousin, who um, has lost someone close to her. And Father, I'm not going to get into the details of that. I don't think it's my place. But I do ask, Father, that you bless Charlotte. You bless the family for that person that they have lost. You give them strength during these times, and you be with the one that they lost and, and just bring them into your arms in heaven, Father. We're going through a lot of these trials and tribulations ourselves and losing ones that we love, watching ones that we have get weaker and weaker on this earth, dear Lord, and they're going to be with you soon enough. So the greatest thing that I can pray, Father, even more than health, is for their salvation. Let them find that relation to you, dear Lord, because we don't know if we have tomorrow. We see examples of this every day, dear Lord. So let us find you today. Let us help people that don't know you find you today. Accept you into their heart, dear Lord, so they have that chance because it's not a bad thing to leave this earth. It's not a bad thing to lose our physical lives and leave our little um, biped sheaths back here on this earth, dear Lord, as we're going home. So, dear Lord, let us worry. I ask that you do pray for their health and help them get better and give the strength to the family. But, dear Lord, let them find you into their heart first and foremost. Next, Father, I pray for Montana dude. His niece is two months old, um, newborn had her throat surgery, and it was successful. But dear Lord, continually pray for this baby because it still needs your help, dear Lord. And we can give as much advice as we can, dear Lord, as to what you can take and what natural medicines may work, dear Lord. So if that's what you need, I ask and pray, dear Lord, that you send the right people into those families' lives so they can give them that, that wisdom and that knowledge. But dear Lord, I ask that you first and foremost bless that family, be with them and walk them through these times and help that little one heal in the greatest of ways so that they can start their mission that you have for them. Father, I ask that you pray for intercessors um, meeting as well. This morning, they were arrested. Um, it was not easy for them. The police took them into custody. Glory be to God and his kids. Um, bless them as well, dear Lord. Please, if anyone wants to help, um, um, being available. Remember these prayers and he gives the number and we'll reach out to him. We, we need another number. We do have the email. So Father, I ask that you bless them as well. Dear Lord, there's a lot of corruption and evil in, in this earth right now um, that are going on. And he says, thank you. He says, thank you for all of us who are praying for him. But dear Lord, keep us out of trouble as much as possible. But dear Lord, if we do get into that circumstance where we are doing what's right, we are following your mission, no different than Paul, no different than John. Dear Lord, be with us and let us utilize that time to serve you anywhere we are, whether it's here, whether it's in prison, 
where no matter where we are, dear Lord, let us continue to do your work, continue to serve you, because sometimes it's a blessing in disguise. Things may be uncomfortable for us, dear Lord, but who needs saving better than a lot of the people that end up in prison? You know what I'm saying? You are the one that can turn their life around. But dear Lord, if you so see it fit to send us into that situation, let us stand up, let us rise to the occasion, and let us help those people. But dear Lord, please bless him and his family in the meantime. Next, dear Lord, um, Betawafu43 reached out in prayer for some tooth issues. Um, they need a root canal, but when uh, they went to the, uh, the dentist, they tried to use Novocaine. Father, I ask that you just bless them with a way to heal. There's not much on this earth that I can say that's not worth a toothache. It shuts you down. It makes it hard to think. It makes it hard to want to do anything. So, dear Lord, I ask that you take that pain. Dear Lord, you be the Novocaine. There's no better healing or no better medicine than what you can offer to us, dear Lord. And the world tries to push pharmacia on us, witchcraft, evil science, dear Lord, to get us addicted, to bring down our energy, to do everything it can to be focused on you. So I ask, Father, that you help that person. Anyone else is going through this too as well. Not much worth than a toothache, Father. And you've seen the pain that people go through. So I just ask that you bless them and continue to help them through this. Finally, we ask that you pray for Dustin Nemos. Um, I talked to Dustin Nemos, Father, as you know, a long time ago, that was having a heart issue, and I didn't realize it was a continuing issue. He's having some heart issues. It's a continuing thing. So, Father, Dustin Nemos, you've already been working in his life. You know him well. You have blessed him in some major ways, dear Lord. You allowed him to go from being an atheist to being one of your strongest people who has now devoted his life to trying to inspire others in his research in scripture, proving how real the Bible is, the Old Testament, the New Testament. So, Father, I ask this for his family's sake, for your sake, for everyone here, dear Lord, that can wake up and find Christ, to find you through him. Dear Lord, bless him. Remove this issue from us. We continue this mission on this earth, dear Lord, and keep doing what he is doing because he is such a strong warrior for you. Father, I also ask that you bless Conley continually and help him through the hardship that he's going through in his life. Get into his heart, dear Lord, and just let him know how much he is loved by all of us, dear Lord, so we can continue to serve that mission as well. Also, um, a quick prayer for deplorable dog mom. She's having a lot of pain in her hips and lower back tonight and is having trouble sleeping. I understand that as well. So, Father, I ask that you bless him. You just lay your, your heavenly hand on top of, the, on top of her help her get through these times, help her relax, fall asleep, and just have a great night's sleep and wake up tomorrow and just be renewed, be renourished, just feel no pain whatsoever that so they can get on and do what they have to do as we are designed to do every single day on her mission as well. And Father, there's a lot of other prayers that are out there, and I don't have them with me right now, dear Lord, but you hear them. You hear when people text them, you hear when people ask them, you hear bitty prayers, I'm sure, are sent out to the prayer group that Jay Wu does. Answer all those prayers, Heavenly Father. And I know you will. We spend a lot of time asking you to answer these prayers. But dear Lord, I'm going to thank you for answering these prayers because you always come through. It may not be in the way we expect it, but Father, you always come through. And we are so grateful for the prayers that you answer, for working in our lives, for bringing us closer to you, setting us on these missions and giving us meaning in this life. 
and our Heavenly Father's name in Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Sorry, that wasn't as uh, fluid as most of my prayers, but okay. I was trying to read because we, we did have a, a good bit of them. Yes. Um, but, you know, it's one thing, too, is I, I told you a while back, and I'm going to end with this real quick before we, we send you on off. Um, there was a point where I was on social media, and I saw so many people reaching out for prayer, and it broke my heart briefly because I was like, oh, my goodness, Father, so many people in need of prayer. But then Father spoke to me, and you know what he said? Ah, but they're reaching out in prayer. And that changed my whole perspective on all the people that I saw asking for prayer. Yes, a lot of people need prayer, but they went to prayer, which tells you one thing. They knew where to go. They knew what to seek. They knew where the answer and the they knew where the problem would be solved. And that is through Christ and through God. So it changed my perspective on all the prayers that I see people seeking mm -hmm. when I stopped and realized that many people are seeking. Our Heavenly Father. Yes. But, um, guys, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I, I love doing this dig-in research because, like I said, this is how I learn is by reading different articles, going into Scripture, making sure everything's sound, having these conversations with Jeff, having them all with you. This is how we grow. This is how we grow closer to God. It's how we get a, a better relationship, stronger relationship with Christ. This is how we start to understand Scripture a little bit better. And every answer begins with a question. And there's no such thing as a stupid question. You've heard that before. There's no such thing. If you desire to learn something or to have an answer, ask the question. And that's how it all begins. That's how you become wise. That's how you build that relationship with Christ. And guys, this is how we do it with one another, mm -hmm. becoming a church, coming together and having these conversations. Um, so I want to thank you. Living, thank you again. Um, another great show tonight. I know I took the mic over for the most part. But, uh, oh, that's okay. Um, and all of you that reached out for prayer, continue to do so. Those of you that haven't, by all means, if you have anything that you want to pray, there's no stupid thing to pray about. If you're taking the time to prayer, it's an important thing to pray about. So um, I want to thank all of you out here in the chat tonight, all of you that are going to be listening to this show later after it's published. We are so thankful that you allowed us to be part of your family. We're so thankful that you would take a little bit of the time that you have, which is valuable, to spend with us. We love you more than we can ever say. We are so thankful for everything that you do. This is how we win this war, together, in the name of Christ. Guys, have an absolutely beautiful rest of your night. We'll be back tomorrow evening for another great conversation. And then remember, Thursday, we're going to have the roundtable. So get your questions ready for MSM Liars, Dustin Nemos, Boilerman, going to be amazing guys have an absolutely beautiful rest of your night make sure you head on over to the other podcasts that are coming on here soon probably already started i love you all and i leave you with this oh say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly streaming And the rocket's red the bombs bursting in there.
the night that I fled and was still there. Oh, say does that absolutely beautiful rest of your night we will be back tomorrow evening for episode 481 of kilted christian but thank you for joining us for 480 what was jesus like as a child guys have an absolutely beautiful night and be thankful that we know how this ends god wins we know this so hold that line fear not stress not let go of the anxiety keep in prayer more and more every day come together in unity we're going to get through this just fine but guys, have an absolutely beautiful rest of your night. We'll see you tomorrow evening. We love you with all of our hearts, and God bless.